0: I'm so super excited to announce the guest speaker for today. The newsletter was written about him. He has always a nice tan and he's a muscle-packed guy. His name is Tobias Teichen from ICF Munich. Let's give him a tremendous applause. Toby on the stage. Come on. Yay! Yeah, woo! That's awesome! It's a great to be with you guys. We had a great lunch today. Great lunch? No lunch? You're so smart, otherwise you fall asleep maybe in this service. It's okay. The nice chairs, especially in the first row. If you don't know it, the first row at one o'clock is the best. You can lay it back and relax during a message. It's an honor to be with you guys. It's an honor that international pastor Bjorn Schaefer is my host against. today. He is my friend over 17 years now. And I have to tell you, if you're not already included in these international uh, teams, you have to work especially because of him. He's totally crazy, I have to tell you. He's a little bit, I don't know how to explain. He's, he's um, special. <laughs> but he loves Jesus so much. I don't know many people as him over the years. He's so full of fun on on the other hand, so serious about that people get saved and get to know Jesus. And that's awesome to work together. Thank you, Bjorn, for your friendship. And we give him a big hand on the teams and the international. That's awesome. I was with Pastor Lee in America uh, the first two weeks of July and uh, he has has said to me, I say, say hello to you from him. And Pastor Lee, what I love about him is he always goes the next step. Did you experience this already? Yeah, always the next step. I know already what he will preach to you on the Vision Sunday next Sunday. You have to come. I tell you, you have to come. This Vision Sunday, the next two Vision Sundays will be awesome because it will be the next steps, the next adventure. And this will be mind-blowing, I tell you. But when I was with him in America, he always got the next step with our team, the movement team. For example, we saw a river when we cruised through America. We saw a river and it looked very relaxing because there were these swimming rings and all the Americans were sitting in these rings and relaxing. Look, it was just looking awesome. And he said, just do it. And we said, yes, it looks like fun. Relaxing some cold drink and then relaxing on this river here. And four guys went with us, Michi Sieber and uh, Rene Schubert from Austria, myself and Leo. And there was the introduction of the American people from, from this, um, where you can rent these rings. And they told us, do you want the life vest? We thought, a life vest? Come on, at this river? It's a small river? That's America. You need always a life vest for everything. It it seems to me like this, when you go, for example, stairs down, you need something to, I don't know. Okay, we said, no, it's a small river, we don't need a life vest. We said, sure, yes, sure. So we started this in this swimming ring, awesome, relaxing. And I was sitting in this ring and uh, my butt, butt, no, can I say this? If I say words were strange for your ears, just overhear them. So, okay, my butt in this ring, and I was relaxing, and what I didn't think about is that there are stones in the river too. Okay. After a few seconds, this was hurting already. Though I went in this position on this ring, very relaxing, because I didn't want to hurt again. And then after a few minutes, we saw the first waterfall coming in front. It was only one meter, He said, okay, no problem, we will do it, no problem. So I was sitting like this, that was good technique, because uh, when you're on the waterfall, there's this uh, stream inside of it, who wants to pull you back. And if you're in this position, it's very good, because you're going over this stream. So I was relaxing and looking back, and Michi Sieber was coming. <laughs> Michi Sieber. he was relaxing, he was sitting, and he did, yeah, yeah, yeah. First waterfall, he was flipping around, and went down in the stream, And came up (gasps) like this. And I was laughing so hard. uh, Do you laugh somebody? No, you're Christians, okay. But I laugh somebody about people (laughs) who are doing funny things, in my opinion. And he was screaming to me, Toby, wait until it happens to you. I said, never. You see, my technique is awesome. I'm relaxing on this ring. And then the waterfall's getting bigger and bigger during the cruising down this river. And then one of these Waterfalls, I was in this, still in this technique. I thought I'm safe, but then I was flipping around backwards, and I was caught in the stream, down in the river and if you if you experience something like this, you don't know where to go, you don't know where it's down, where's up, then I hit my with my head, the bottom of the river on the stone, then I knew where is the bottom, <laughs> and I could push myself up and I went over the um uh, in the, until, until the air again, and what was really my heart was beating very fast. I was shocked a little bit because I knew it was very close that I would stay in the stream. Okay, afterwards I didn't laugh so much about Michi, Leo, and Renee. They didn't experience this after the first round. Leo said, "Let's do it again," and I said, "No, Leo, I have blood here. I have headache. I stay. You can do it." Michi Siba, he's a shepherd, you know, a shepherd. It's very good if you shepherd, you can say, I stay with you. <laughs> no problem, I stay with you. So nobody recognizes that you're afraid too. Okay, I stay with you, no problem. Leo and René went the second time. We stayed at this uh, biggest waterfall because this was the most funny thing because most 80% of the people fell down there. And we uh, was waiting for Leo and for René and we were betting. For example, somebody came family. I would say, I bet one dollar they fall in. And he would say, I bet one dollar they don't. They have a technique. Look at this. Okay. We waited and then Leo came back. He was relaxing and screaming. Look at this. No problem, guys. What's your problem? We said, wait for the next waterfall, Leo. He said, yes. Rene went over it and when it was Leo at this waterfall, he was flipping around too, And he's not so tall as I am. For him, it's tougher to get up so it, we were down, we, first we laughed, Michi and myself, and then he went, he stayed down. Michi and I stood up, we thought we have to go there, but then he came up like this. <laughs> and because I experienced what it means to be caught in a stream, I knew how he feels like. It's not fun anymore. And the problem is, at this waterfall, a lot of people were watching it, and some, all the people had fun. When you experience by yourself what it does mean to be caught in the stream, you are aware of somebody else who get maybe in danger. All the people had fun. For example, there was a family. We saw them, we saw already, oh, it, it won't be very good with them because they were a little insecure. Though they were, were caught in the stream too, they don't have life vests too. The little boy went down on the water. You see the father was a little panicked, he tried to catch him, so Michi and myself we were all ready to jump in because we knew it's not funny. The wife of the family, she weren't able to swim. So she went down too, you only see the hands over the river. Luckily, one of the guys around it saw it and took her out. Why were Michi, Michi and myself so aware what, what, what will happen? Because we experienced something. Something that was spinning around in our heart. And I have a message for you. In the Bible, there's a guy, his name is Moses. He is one of my f- most favorite guys in the Bible. Because he had such a spinning around moment too. And in his daily life, it was changed after this moment. He's he, he he seen things different afterwards. I read to you in Exodus 2, verse 11 and <laughs> 11. When Moses had grown up, he went out to visit his people, the Hebrews. He saw how they were forced to hard labor. The background is Moses grew up at uh, the king's palace. He was adopted by the king of Egypt. He found out that he belongs to the Hebrew people. And he was in a very big conflict because his father, who adopted him, was uh, forcing his people to hard work. So he has a very big big conflict in his heart between his uh, father who adopted him and his people. In this situation, he comes to the people and then it's written, he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his own people. I don't know how you read the Bible, if you read the Bible. When I read the Bible, I try to think about what is really happening. This guy is seeing somebody who is beating someone else and he is listening to the to the noise it's getting when you beat somebody. Is there somebody in this room who ever saw somebody else beating someone? Did you see it already in your life? Not many people. I have to explain it to you because otherwise you don't understand what is going on in Moses' heart. So, I was uh, a soccer player when I was a young adult, and I was very successful. I was in the lowest class of soccer in Germany, but there was, I was very successful, okay? And our team had, once a year, we played enough, an, against another team, and our coach always said, Hey guys, stay calm, don't be, be provocated by them, stay cool, because we knew that very often there was fighting on the soccer field between this team and other teams, and even the parents sometimes come in and fight too. That's on the landscape in Germany like this, I don't know. Okay, but And our coach said, stay calm. When you're fouled, stay cool. Say, okay, thank you, you fouled me. Okay, no problem. 72 minutes, it was 1-1, okay? My friend was... Was hit by another guy from another team, and he stood up like we see it with professional soccer players in television. You know, like a professional soccer player. I'm a very Munich fan, for example. Fr- Frank Ribéry is one of my favorite players. When he is fouled, what, what he's doing is standing up like this. <laughs> for a short moment, you believe that the human being is coming from the what's that Monkeys, yes, but after okay, he's doing like this, and this was not a good idea in this circumstance. You know, would I explain to you? So he, he went up, and the other guys and all the teams ran to this point, and there was a big fight going on. When I was running there to help my friend, I saw the other guys. He's taking his arms back, and he was hitting right in his face and broken his nose. I will never forget this picture. And this noise because I experienced when somebody's hitting somebody else and beating him. And Moses experienced something like this. It's not something like, okay, what did you do today? Oh, I saw, saw some, somebody beating somebody else. Okay, let's eat. It's something that's touched you out, it's spinning you around like in this waterfall. Moses looked all around when he saw that no one was watching. He killed the Egyptian and hit his body in the sand. This need he saw touched his heart, and he thought, I have to do something. When you experience a need in your life or in your environment, mostly the first step is that I get a little bit aggressive about it. For example, you get in touch with a human trafficking problem in our world. When you get in touch with this problem, the first reaction very often is to be aggressive. Somebody has to do something! You may be expressive a little bit because to your brothers and sisters in the church You said you don't ex- you don't see it. You have to do something. It's a big problem. And sometimes you're in the first situation you think when I act now It's good even when it's a little bit violence with my heart or how I talk or how I do that's often, very often the first reaction, but in Moses' life something had to change. The next day he went out and saw two Hebrews fighting. Again fighting, again these pictures, again these noises when the fighting. He asked the one in the wrong, "Why are you hitting your fellow Hebrew?" So again this need, this fight problem, this this what is his heart touching problem. And Afterwards, Moses had to flee, and maybe if you know the Bible a little bit, you know the next scene already. But it only makes sense if you know what happened before. He was in the desert, and he saw a tree, a burning tree. was burning all the time, and God was talking to him. And I want to read what God told him after Moses has seen needs in people's life and heard things God is telling him the following. The Lord said... I've indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I'm concerned about their suffering. What is God telling Moses here? He's telling what you have seen, I've seen all the time. What you heard, I'm hearing all the time. The need is on your heart, is already on my heart. I show you only a small part of my heart that you get involved to solving this problem. So, God has a very big heart. That's good because in this world there's so many needs. When Moses came, he said, You know, God, the Hebrew people are suffering. He's not telling him, You're right. And you know who else is suffering? This guy, this guy, this guy, this problem, this problem, this problem, this, 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 and this, and this, and this, and this. You know already about this problem, this problem, this problem, this problem. There's a need too. You know, Cambodia, Cambodia. Okay, Cambodia. He's telling, no, you saw as part of my heart. Now you're involved that I can use you for this part. And the good message is that God will show you only one part of his heart. Imagine if God would show you all the needs who are in this world for one second. All the problems, all the hurt, all the things going on right now on this blue planet. If he would show me all the things, I think I would would die by pain. But he's saying, I I take different people... And I show him one part, what I want to do. And the problem is, if you say you are a Christian, sometimes I recognize we pray in a very special way. Maybe like this. We have a problem that our neighbor, maybe his name is Johnny. Johnny has a marriage problem, okay? And then we pray. God in heaven, I ask you now to help Johnny. He has a marriage problem. Do you know already, God? He needs help from you. Oh, you pray God in heaven, down here, people are dying by hunger. Please help them. God in heaven, we have problems down here. We have human trafficking or something like this. And we pray like we have to convince God that he can have to do something here. It's like we think a little bit maybe that God is hanging around at the heaven's barbecue place with the angel Michael, and they're chilling around, and then Michael's saying, Godfather, yes, Michael. There's a r- prayer request. Which prayer request? There's somebody who's called Johnny. Do you know Johnny? No, Lord, I don't know Johnny. I don't know him either. Johnny has a marriage problem. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> so, God is not surprised that Johnny has a marriage problem, but he wants to show you that there's a need in your neighbor's life, and he wants to use you. That's the way he wants to do it. And the problem is that, uh, for example, when, uh, uh, when, when, we, when we read the Bible, sometimes I try to imagine what, will, what really happened. For example, Jesus was talking about some problems. He said, if there are poor people, give them what they need. If they are naked people in your environment, for example, they have sin in their life, they feel ashamed, help them. And I, ex- I imagine like this maybe John and Peter were sitting around and said, Oh, great, Jesus is making our new preaching. It's so awesome, heart touching, it's so awesome when he's preaching. Ah, okay. And then Jesus is talking. If somebody is in a prison, for example, in his soul, depression, or a prison of guilt, Go to to him and visit him. And John says to Peter, "Peter, what did he say? Oh, I understood that we should go to people who are in the prison." Ah oh, no, he can't mean this. Okay, we listen. Okay, no. we not. Okay. Then Jesus going on in the preaching. The next one maybe to to help people who I need whatever. And then he said, "You guys are going there." And then they, I I hear it again we should do something Uh, sorry Jesus I have a question yes Peter Uh, I understood maybe I misunderstood I think I misunderstood I hope I misunderstood you that we should do something about these needs yes Peter I don't know how you read the Bible when I read these verses I love to read them fast over Over. It's the same as this reading that God is telling me that I should be the solution for a need, for a problem, worldwide problems, my neighbor's problems, my working at my working place. Because I want to pray like this. God, make you something happen, not me. It's like the, the, the disciples of Jesus. They're praying in Acts like this. God. And it's a great charismatic prayer. Okay. Are you ready for a great charismatic prayer? Okay. It's an anointing prayer. Wait, it's like this. God, move your mighty arm. Awesome prayer, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah? And then the disciples go like this. <laughs> and now we are the cheerleaders for God, what he's doing. <laughs> when you read Acts, you see who is this mighty arm. The disciples will walk to the people. And take people in their arms. The disciples will be this strong arm who is moved to reach people. If we Christians try to delegate God, the wrong things, what will God do? He say, "Okay, you can delegate me." But the problem is, I want to use you to be an answer for this prayer request. And this is something very, how uh, to say, it's really. It hits my heart and I think, okay, God, I need your help. Who of you guys know Popeye, this comic fig- figure? Popeye, you know Popeye? Awesome. I have a picture of Popeye if you don't know him. And so Popeye had this moment like this spinning around moment, this heart-touching moment when, for example, Olivia, his girlfriend, was in danger. So he took some spinach, 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 spinach. 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 Awesome. Spinach. Awesome. He took some spinach and afterwards he get like a supernatural power after he said the following sentence. This is all I can stand. I can stand no more. Popeye, I know not everybody knows him, this is Popeye, you know, this is Popeye, okay, and Popeye had these moments where he had this, he can't stand no more this need, thank you Popeye, you can have a seat, through the whole Bible you see this point, for example David, his father sent him to his brothers and he said, take a lunch for them, Give it to them. They are right now in a fighting situation. And David came to the army and he was listening to a a soldier who was telling the whole time, the whole day lies about the believers. He said, you guys want to fight against me? You Christians, look at your life. You're a sinner. And you want that God will use you? you? You really think that? You call it faith? I just can laugh about you. You see me, I'm strong, and you are weak the whole time, you know? And David was listening and said, Hey guys, somebody has to do something. This was his laugh-changing moment. He took a stone after this spinning moment in his heart. He took a stone. He didn't have a strategy. He didn't have a business plan. He was a little bit stupid, I have to say. Because he went to this soldier. He took a small stone and threw it. That looks like funny. It looks like, what are you doing? Do you really think your small stone will hit this giant? This problem? This need in your environment? But he did it because... He knew, I will do it. And God loves to use people who take their small stone and he wants to hit big needs in people's life. Next guy, Nehemiah, in the first part of the Bible, he had a great job. He had a big, big career. He was of the top of the pops in the former time. He was best-selling job maybe in this environment. And he heard about that in Jerusalem, there was the, the wall was falling down. And he went to his boss and he said, Hey boss, I have to quit my job. And I need some money for you, okay? It's because I have such big problems here. And he went. When he heard about the problems in Jerusalem, this was his love changes moment. Yeah. You see, I, I take Popeye all the time because you will dream about Popeye. You will not forget Popeye. Yes, because it's very important that you don't don't forget this message. Another man is called Silas. I have a picture from him. He's leading our youth and children ministry. And when you ask him, why are doing your job so great in ICF Munich? He will tell his story. He will tell you that he was a little child and his parents brought him to kids service. But he was very active. Today you say hyperactive. It's like... A very special guy like I was when I was a child, you know. And he was so active that the leaders of the children ministry said, okay, thank you, Silas, go befo- outside, go outside. His best friend was hyperactive too, because you find each other all the time. And he had to go out too. Though Every children ministry, they have to stay in front of the door, and it was boring. What did they do? They did funny things, they walked around, and a destructive career began in his life. When you ask him, why do we give everything in church that children and youth experience God like he should be? He said, it cannot be that church is boring. It cannot be that our program, when somebody is not fitting in our program, that we say, you are guilty. We have to become better, we have to become creative, we have to reach God and search him that he will do an, an, mighty things. This was his love-changing moment. In other words, you could say, if you experience a need or if you see a need, get on your feet. If you see the need, get on your feet. Another person I've brought to you, it's Talia. It's, she's now a church. She's from Turkey and she got saved a few uh, years ago. And she was sitting in a church service like this. And she prayed after service, God, what is my part in your big plan? And this is a very dangerous prayer. And I will pray with you today. So be aware, it will be dangerous. Why it's dangerous? Because God will answer. She asked, what is my part in your big plan? And she had a very strong feeling that she, she was crying about her, her Turkish people. She said, God, the millions of people in my country, they don't know you. What can I do? And she had the vision to translate the video podcast of icif Munich. You can go on our page, you will see me reading in, uh, speaking in German, very silent, and she is talking Turkish over it. It's very funny. It's like, <laughs> and God is using it because she had her love changes moment. <laughs> the last examples of my life, I... I was already a pastor. I wanted to plant a church because I wanted to help people to get to know Jesus. And then I was in Zurich for the education part of my pastor's job, and I was in a workshop, and I will never forget this moment. In this workshop, we prayed for our non believing friends. And I prayed as a normal, maybe, pastor or Christian in Europe prays, like this God, you know this guy, and this guy, and this guy. I ask you to save him. I ask you to use me. You know, Jeremy, big problem. Make something big, and Munich get saved. Amen. Something like this. Okay? Then there was a guy in my group. He was saved a few weeks ago. His name was Oski. And he was praying totally different. He is the former, he is the the he He's the guy who wants to be a pastor. He is the other guy who has a power and a love for people he was praying like this god you know i will go to my friends tonight as yesterday and the day before i will go again and again you have to make miracles god i go there you have to do something you know the need in their life and he was crying he was getting on their knees and he was jumping and i was standing next to him and i thought what is wrong with me i want to be a pastor i think it's important yes let's pray but this guy had a passion And I said to him, Oski, pray for me. He said, why? You want to be a pastor? Yes, that's why. Pray for this passion. And this was my love changes moment. I brought you a video. It's about a family in our church. And I brought it to you to show you love changes is something simple. It's in your daily life. It doesn't mean that you have to solve all the needs in this world or in Zurich. Just say to God, show me in my environment who is getting down, where can help somebody, where you want to use me. And we just look at this video.
1: My name is Tineke Decker. I'm a I've almost 33 years in Germany. And I've already said how old I am. Nee, ja. ich
2: bin 62 Jahre alt. Anfang des Jahres äh, haben wir in der Small Group gesprochen über unsere Berufung. Das kam wie ein Blitz, aber ich habe dann gesagt, ich weiß, dass war meine Berufung ist. Ich bin berufen, Vater zu sein. Aber ich habe das sehr eng gesehen von Kinder, von Pflegekinder, aber nicht weiter. Da habe ich noch nicht dran gedacht, dass Ahmed schon seit Monaten Vater zu mir sagt. I have a new family, new parents you know, So <laughs> uh, so happy about them. Yeah, I fell from Afghanistan. Now was uh, 6 months I come in Germany. But this the uh, 6 months I know this family. They already helped me.
1: Wenn sie mich Mama nennen oder Oma oder, the, oder mother, dann ist es so eine Bestätigung, dass sie wirklich angekommen sind. I feel like I'm with my family.
2: I feel good. Yeah.
1: It is so leicht. Es ist überhaupt keine Hürde auf Leute zuzugehen. Die sind froh, wenn man auf sie zugeht und einfach anfängt zu reden. I came to Germany on the 8th of August, which is 2014 walk, have your married a good wife.
2: Es ist super, um zu sehen, wie sie ankommen. Nicht nur bei unserer Familie ankommen, sondern auch hier in Deutschland, wo sie, wie sie neuen Mut fassen, auch das Leben neu angehen wollen. weil Sie, sind mal, sie haben eine lange Reise mit vielen Schwierigkeiten auf Todesgefahr hinter sich. Und äh, dann sind sie hier und werden in eine in ein Zimmer gesteckt äh, und es kann dann lange dauern und äh, dann kommt oft eine Depression.
1: Before I met Tineke, I always sit down alone, thinking, Wow, what to do? I know nobody. Things are so difficult. So since the first day I met habe, Things are
2: getting changed better and better, better and better. The Oma act opera to me. die the opa sagen opera? So i die oma? A bisschen komisch, okay.
1: I'm a Muslim. Yeah, and as you can see, <laughs> oma saw me very good love. I don't care whether you are a Muslim or nobody's and Brothers, I love you, I have to help you. Man merkt, je mehr man äh, mit den Flüchtlingen in Kontakt ist. Es sind Menschen so wie wir und äh, Sehnsüchte wie wir haben. Und äh, ich kann mir so gut vorstellen, wenn man selber in einem fremden Land kommt, wie hilflos man dann ist.
2: Ich habe in Hebräer einen Text gefunden, der das sehr gut äh, darlegt. Hier steht äh, Hebräer 13 Vers 1. Liebt einander weiter als Brüder und Schwestern, das versuchen wir in der Gemeinde zu, zu machen. Aber dann auch vergesst nicht, Kastfreundschaft zu üben, denn ohne es zu wissen, haben manche auf diese Weise länger bei sich aufgenommen. Kümmert euch um alle, die wegen ihres Glaubens gefangen sind, und sorgt für sie wie sie euch selbst.
0: is such a movie so heart touching I've watched this movie very often but still it touched my heart I think for a small moment we recognize how God is really in his deep deep down in his heart if there are people who say God use me show love through my life to other people I want to be your hands I want to be your feet there's a need which you showed me and I get on my feet that you will solve it through my life. And I ask you now, when we have a time of worship after this message, that you, if you want to, ask God, what is your part? Maybe He showed you before, and you forget it a little bit in your daily life. Maybe He will show you for the first time. I think Zurich will be changed if everybody of us would say, God, here I am in my daily life. It's not spectacular. It's just... You see at your working place, at home, somewhere see somebody who is just has problems and he say, okay, God, use me. And I know that miracles will happen then. This family experience so many fa- miracles. Depressive refugees come in their house. They get healed. They get hope. Muslims get saved all the time. Why? Simple people say, this is my life. This is my heart. You can use me. With all my doubts, with all my mistakes, just use me. And I want to pray. If you want to pray with me, just close your eyes and open your heart. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you guide us now in the next songs. That you will show us, everybody who wants it, what is my part. I thank you so much that you didn't forget any person on this planet Earth. I thank you that you want to show me a small part of your heart. It's such a privilege to see what you see, to hear what you hear, and I want to be silent for a short time, that you can show me what is my next step, what could be my part. Thank you, Jesus, for every person who is now in this room. You see that it's sometimes overwhelming, the needs around us. And I ask you that you just see what is my need. You're laying right in front of my feet. I thank you for this international team, for the international service. I ask you that you show us, especially in Zurich, the people who come from other countries, who don't feel at home, maybe feel insecure, that we can reach out, help them, that they feel at home because we open our homes. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.